a regular listener, frequent contributor, Jason Otto, texted me about 6 o'clock last night saying, we got to get together tonight. Great. What? Night before the show. And he says, I got macaroons for you. So I go down and get macaroons. Then he says, I've got a statue of Napoleon for you. Then he gives me a refrigerator refrigerator magnet of Mona Lisa. What's going on? What? I can tell you what's going on. He's bribing me. He's trying to squeeze the name of the (laughs) new animal out of me. And I and I bent, but I did not break. It is still and he does not know he will have to wait until Saturday and just want to let you know I'll give you an update on that okay in a few moments everyone's going to know because it's in the intro now that's for sure sounds good so I guess we got one thing to do and that's let it rip and let's make it happen Music to yeah. my ears. Mm. It was. It was. It was music. It only needs one thing, though, John. What's that? Needs more cowbell. Hey, I like it. I like it. So, so this week uh, we're going to have to add that to the mix. What do you think? Sounds good. Next week we'll oh, have some cowbell. Okay. Yeah. We'll have cowbell. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey. We'll add a little cowbell. Yeah. What's going on? Well, it's the Bro Show. Oh yeah, uh, my name's Jerry. What's your name? And my name's John. Aha, we are actual brothers. We do this every Saturday morning. Uh, well, you hear it every Saturday morning. The day we record it on, well, we can't disclose that. And we can't disclose mm. the location either. This is a high security <sighs> operation, right, John? Yes. Yeah, we need to always maintain security. That's important. I need to very be important. Very vigilant. Hey, um, What's 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 the word on your shirt? Hey, shirt. I've got I got this one with our mugs on it. When we had those air those uh, pilot hats, uh, fuzzy hats on. It oh says the yeah. Best of sports, film, and fake news. www.bro.show. Black, uh, comfy feel. Uh, mm. Yeah, the, the shirt that I mm. kind of feel sensitive about wearing because I'm kind of a modest guy. I don't like to wear a picture of myself around. But oh. hey, that's what I'm going to be doing for the next three or four days as we get our new mm. season started. Yeah, we have to. We, we yeah. there's there's something else going on too. That's the shirt you're wearing today, huh? Yep. Wow. I All thought good. maybe you'd wear another shirt, but that's okay. No, you know why? Why? Because I don't want to say anything about it until. It's actually mentioned in the show. I figured I, I don't want to be the guy. I think it's important for you to announce the new uh, animal. So that's the reason oh. I decided not to wear the shirt. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, okay. Me? Wow. It did, it's total John logic, which I support, by the way. Mm. I don't always support it, but I do in this case. I'm wearing uh, the first Clark Street Ale House performance uh-huh. uh, t-shirt. Wow. 
Yeah, that's good. I like this that's one. A, it's really colorful too. Uh, yes, black, but I mean the print on it is is really quite colorful. And you know, people may be wondering, hey, how do we find out about your show? Is there a way we can get notified? Yes, the answer, right, John? There is an answer. You can go to www.bro.show or just bro.show, but there's no .com or .net or anything. Just go there. There's subscribe buttons all over the place. And you can see wow. all our old stuff, see the latest, and all kinds of good things. So you go there, and you will enjoy yourself. And we have a sponsor, don't we? We have a sponsor for the fourth season. I'm mm. pleased to announce that our sponsor is Animal Legal Defense Fund. Um, I, I really I just want to give a shout out to this wonderful organization. I wish we could actually be in contact with them, but we do not have any. We don't want any conflict of interest. So no. we do not contact the sponsor. So this wonderful organization, their mission is to protect the lives and advance the animal, the interest of animals through the legal system. And um, a, a terrific organization. They've got a lot of good things. They're there to support animals, animals when they need them. It's just a, a it's a one up. It's a victory for animals for sure. So and most important to us is the fact that they have got swag. They do. They've got great T-shirts and just go to uh, their website or you look at the bottom of our show notes. You'll see we have links to uh, their swag and links to our swag. And when you buy our swag, all the money goes to them. So any way you want to cut it, you're in good shape. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have some interesting new swag mm. momentarily. So, yes. in fact, right now, if you went to our site, you would see something different, wouldn't you, John? You sure would. Should I say it? Yes, I think it's in time for us to make the announcement with our new season. It means we have a new animal that we're going to be talking yes, about. And I'm going to leave it to you I'm, uh, to, to actually announce it, uh, I think, because you're probably near and dear. Uh, to this this animal bring it on okay so first of all we got the idea from mary jane daniels my lovely wife come on I'm, I'm, i can't wait any longer this is the season of the werewolf werewolf wow werewolf so our werewolf story today is werewolf 101 the basics you want me to take you through this, John? Yeah, I kind of lay some of the stuff on. I can kind of uh, know a few things, but uh, you, you okay. have a very good uh, understanding and background of what's, what it's all about. So give us some of the origin and how the, the werewolf uh, started. Well, here's the thing. First of all, if you go to the wiki page for werewolves, which is where we got a lot of material for this, uh, this segment, you will be stunned how... Mm -hmm widespread idea of werewolves is throughout the world. I don't think there's any part of the world that's untouched. Um, this is, and there's reasons for this, which we'll get into in a moment, but it is vast. It is a vast body of literature, film, myth, artifacts, all kinds of current and ancient history. You would be very surprised how widespread the idea of a human being Turning into a wolf is. That said, how widespread is it, Jerry? It's all over the place. It started really uh, around 50 to 60 AD, you know, current era. That's when things really started heating up. 
everywhere all at once, but around Greek mythology, there were humans who would turn into wolves at will or because they were cursed. So that, that was one of the common things, right? Well, you know what? One of the things I just to take a step back on the old definition, uh, werewolf, wear on it is actually a gender. It's it's a man. It's a man wolf. So it may it begs the question to me: Are there actually female werewolves too? And there maybe that's kind of a wrong term to use. I don't know. Well, this is this is one of the many things we're going to be exploring this season. You know, we we want to give you the panorama without okay. giving you too much of the individual pictures. But yes, it's good to mention this stuff. Yes, there's a whole discussion about can to be werewolves continued. be female? Yes, yes. What That's is their good. living situation? Are they solitary? Do they run in packs like wolves? You know, there's a lot of questions to be answered here. And we yeah. have 27 weeks to do it. I also think it's important to remind the listeners that um, this is a one form of shape shifting. (laughs) (laughs) Dear viewers, you will not believe the different ways John has said that word earlier this week. Yeah, just to kind of get those out of my system so I could say it correctly one time. And I think it's important to people realize that this is just one form of shape shifting because actually vampires are could be put in that same category yes. but we're, we're going to yes. be talking specifically about the werewolves and their ability to do this um, yes so well right. why did why did why did why do people have the need to do this this is the big question and you get to there's two answers to this question there was a big push in in medieval times to unify europe and as much as the world as they could under one religion Okay, Mm -hmm. and and this was the Roman Empire transformed into the Holy Roman Catholic Church. So the way the Roman Empire kept control of their former colonies was through the faith. So in order to do this, they had to eliminate a lot of competition. And werewolves were a really helpful designation to take people out of the picture. And (laughs) (laughs) who wants to? No one wants to date a werewolf. No one wants to date Right? So, but let me take you back before that period. Okay. Now, before that period, a lot of the world's religions, in fact, I think almost, almost all of them, had animals at the heart of their belief system. And they believed that certain qualities of certain animals imbued them with certain strengths, wisdoms, uh, Uh, fierceness, all kinds of stuff. And Mm. the wolf was a very handy uh, item to have tagged onto your name. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people had it in their name, right? (laughs) They would have some form of the word wolf in their name or their title or one thing or another. And it was considered a strength because they were good role models. They were good family uh, animals. Right. They raised their young yes. and all that kind of stuff. They defended themselves. They were uh, they were often adversaries, but they were noble adversaries. They didn't eat people as much as, you know, it was thought that they did. They livestock. If you were, you know, European trying to settle in the United States, you weren't too fond of wolves. But it, for Native Americans, it was important. It was an important part of their culture. The same thing was true of the Druids and the early pre-Christian societies in Europe. 
And the same was true also in India, mm. in, in the, the Vedic times, before Hinduism and all that stuff came along. The animals were very important part of their worship and important qualities that people would have. So, and also all the way to the east, you know, China, Japan, Vietnam, any place you want to go, South America, North America, Africa, it's all They're everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So this was, now what do you do if you have a religion and you want it to be the only religion? Well, then you cast dispersions on this whole system of using animals that you mm. say, well, not only do they worship animals, they actually turn into these animals. Hey. That makes sense now. That's how we got where yeah. we are now. That's how we and got where we are now. Now, there's a more modern amazing. there's a more modern era, too, and that is, you know, 1930s. Universal came out with The Wolfman. That right. Wonderful film. So, with Lon Chaney Jr. And that's when a whole new group of people got exposed to this idea of werewolves because you could actually see on the screen a man turn into a wolf. Yeah. So, and it presented several moral dilemmas during this film, and but teenagers saw it and they said, "Yeah, I can identify. I'm growing hair on my body. I'm getting right. pimples. My teeth are are, are getting weird. You know." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that same thing um, happened to you and I. Remember when we watched uh, uh, Spook Spectacular on Friday nights in St. Louis? And I just realized that I had the tendency because any any kid that basically had to get braces probably was that that was their parents making sure that they didn't get those werewolf tendencies with their teeth. That's it, John. It's so obvious. I know. Why didn't I think of this earlier? I don't know. You, this is turning out to be a pretty good episode for you personally. Yeah, you, you, you had know, a I, you had a realization. I had another thing that I really learned by this, and that is that werewolves, probably the first thing when the werewolf changes is their eyebrows merge. Okay, yep. they merge. They become a monobrow. Yep. And got the it. last thing that when they go back to being a human would be those that monobrow separating into two eyebrows. So if you happen to see somebody who has a has one eyebrow, just one, you are probably looking at somebody who has werewolf tendencies. Tendencies. That's the key yes. word. Yes. Now, yeah, the part of werewolf lore is that every time you turn, which happens at the full moon and can be avoided through the application of wolfbane, various things like that, you know, it, it, the, the you, you turn into werewolf, but every time you turn back into a human, you take a little of the wolf with you. That's one of part of where we're ah, So very good. And they look for people who are, are developing mono brows. Hey, he's he's thirty five years old. Why why are his <laughs> why are his brows growing together? <laughs> Be careful. Don't yeah. turn your back on that guy. And by the way, everyone's heard of the witch trials in Europe and in right. in Salem in the United States. Well, that all got mixed up with werewolfism. And, you know, also, it was not just becoming a wolf. If you hung out with wolves, you were a problem, right? Wolf riding and wolf charming. These were these were also crimes against uh, the papacy. I see That's a lot of good sir. stories in our near future. Oh, we have some great stuff coming up, but we better move on. Otherwise, yeah, we, we don't want to show. Blow, yeah, we got to. Yeah. 
So yeah, good. Hey, we got to do it. What's the word? Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you pronounce the word because <laughs> I'm probably going to screw it up. So why don't you run with it? <laughs> okay. Our word today is lycanthrope. Lycanthrope. Wow. What's lycanthrope. that? I think we've, I think we've maybe gone okay. over this already, haven't we? In our we have in a way. Story? We have in a way. It's it's a fancy word for werewolf. And let me break ah. it down for you, okay? Lycan, it's the Greek word, lycos, for wolf. Rope or anthropy is word for human. So lycanthrope is a wolf man. Pretty good. I think it's so. pretty good. Yeah, it's just real straightforward. Yeah. So that that's you want an example? Want me to use it in a sentence? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you lay an example on us? Okay. I think a lot of werewolf mythology is based around the fact that getting scratched or bitten can change you into a lycanthrope. What do I know? Yeah. Pretty good. Be careful. Be careful. You know? That's for sure. They hand out well, a lot of files. They hand out a lot of nail files suspected werewolves Ooh. so they don't snag their nail on somebody that's if you yeah. see somebody with a a, a, a a kind of a big nail file nail file and they they have yeah. it for and they are, are constantly working on their nails they're probably trying to disguise or hide their werewolf tendencies that's why I love they that. are and by the way there's another thing another way to find a werewolf in, in hiding in plain sight curved fingernails yes <clears throat> Be careful. Be very careful. Hey, we have a two takes now, don't we? Our two takes, you know, it's it's that it's time of, of the year when the basketball season, college basketball season, they talk about March Madness. Well, the bros, we don't talk about the guys playing basketball. We no. talk about the women. And That's sure right. enough, the women, uh, what's happened with the, sport, the, the, the women's uh, side of, of, of college basketball is the interest has been increasing every year and sure enough in right now you you know t- and we know i think a good uh, litmus test for it is the number of tv uh, of shows i mean the number of games that are being shown on network tv which is over 230 this last season are going to be shown so you can see a lot of basketball but let's talk a little bit about the women's side in terms of the ncaa yeah. tournament commonly referred to Ooh. as the big dance starts back oh, yeah. in 1982 and actually what we find is that the winners of 40 out of the, the 42 uh, tournaments that they've had up to this point have come from six major conferences. Now, we're going to go through them pretty quickly, but it's important to know that. In addition, that each of those right now, as we take a look, each of those conferences has a story to tell. And it's going to get very interesting because now they're going to get a chance to beat up on each other because they're going to be involved in what's called conference Ooh. play. So between yeah. January between Jan- January, February, and the first part of March, we'll have a lot of inter- well conference play, and it will all come together with the uh, March 17th, what they have, which is called Selection Sunday, where all the teams, mm. or the 68 teams, are announced, and they'll be playing then through almost a month into uh, you know, April. You know what, John? Oh. I've been thinking about this. You know, it's like there's three seasons for uh, NCAA basketball. There's before the holiday. Which is interesting because a lot of teams play out of their conference. They play teams that are not in their conference. And then there's after the holiday, which is conference play. And then there's March Madness. Yes. If you're lucky enough to be part of that. 
So right. to me, those are three different seasons, and it's my hope that there'll be three different seasons for my favorite team, which I will not disclose at this time. One of the things about, uh, that we need to notice quite often, people say, "Well, this is a you know there are dynasties out there with respect to the, the this. There's one team that wins it all the time." If we take a look at the last five years of this tournament, there have been five different winners. And so it, it isn't up. It's not necessarily a given that a certain team is going to win. And the one I think recently that sort of gets most of the notoriety is possibly becoming a dynasty is South Carolina. And sure enough, what we have is we have the uh, Gamecocks uh, from South Carolina. Uh, they are right now 12 and 0. Uh, and they are considered the heavy favorites to, to win. And they've done very well up to this point. They have a coach, Dawn Staley, who is incredible. She's a, a former uh, All-American basketball player. She's uh, won the championship once with them. And she's so she's she's really good. One player has come back that's really good. They have got an inside presence with a woman named Camilla Dozo, uh, six foot set six foot uh seven inches uh she's from Ooh. brazil and she pretty well is is the the inside presence that they've had but they have a lot of depth they can they can uh move around very quickly because they have all this depth. they got one other we'll, we'll mention one other team in their conference that's lsu louisiana state university that happened to win the championship last year and they have got a coach that dawn is a, a stately from from South Carolina is is kind of has a, a very normal presence of a coach, but Kim, uh, Mulkey, Kim yeah. Mulkey is completely different. She looks like she just came from Vegas. She's flashy. She does. Wear these. She does. <laughs> and she is a real, and she, she's done an incredible job with LSU. She did some recruiting this last year, and commit, and she's basically basically uh, built up, created a dream team because she picked up two incredibly good players. From other uh, programs, DePaul's uh, Anisha Morrow and also uh, uh, Von Lith, uh, Haley Von Lith from Louisville. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. now, and with Angel Reese, they've got wow. three that are good. Now, the funny thing about them is that they lost their first game. They got a shock from Colorado, a ranked team. And uh, and Kim said, you know what? I think we better kind of cool our jets a little bit here. And she benched their best player, Angel Reese, for three and a half games. But they've come back strong, and I think that they could be some. They could be a contender as we take a look. But the next conference is a conference that's near and dear to you know. Well, what's that near and dear to both our hearts? And that's the Big Ten. Yeah, because the yeah. Big Ten conference has got the uh, has got one team that stands out and one player that stands out, and that's Iowa. Iowa. They're, they're thirteen and one, and they've got a. If you said women's college basketball. And there's only one player that practically everybody knows about, and that's Caitlin Clark. And so if you're a sports fan, this lady is is uh, is rewriting the record book as it relates to individual accomplishments with both points, assists, triple doubles, uh, you know, you know, double digits in both rebounds, uh, assists and points. And she's leading the league in scoring 30 points per game. And so they have only lost one game. And so they're they're looking pretty good, but they will have some competition, I think, in the because there's three two other teams, Indiana and Ohio State, that looks pretty good for them. So I mean, she's a real delight to watch. I mean, she's showtime. Oh, once yeah. she once she's on the on the court, man, you just your eyes are glued on watching this lady, and the moves that she makes. 
So mm-hmm. there, there's, there's what we got for the Big Ten. Then we got the Big East Conference. That's one that's near and dear to your heart. Yes. Because they've got UConn. And UConn, probably, if you take a look at a team that has had a dynasty in the past with respect to women's basketball, UConn Huskies is the team. Because what they've done is they've won. They've had long winning streaks that have gone beyond a, a season. They have actually won how many? Let's see, how many? Eight, I think, eight times they have won. Uh, actually, 11 national championships, the most in women's college wow. history. They've yeah. got a player that's near and, that, that you really like, and you brought to my attention when she was a sophomore in high school from Minnesota, and I said, you got to be kidding. Uh, a star coming from Minnesota, <laughs> and uh, her name is Paige Beckers. And maybe yes. you could give us a little bit of, of the background on Paige, because she's, she's really had some challenges as she's uh, you know gone through, and she's she'll probably be a, a senior this year. But she could play one more year, possibly, but she probably yeah. won't. But this Probably. is going to be a, a really good season for them. And they've had some challenges. They've lost oh, they they've lost three games. And normally, and they, they actually were as low as 19 in the rankings, which is something they haven't had in like seven or eight years. Uh, tough schedule. But they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty good. So I think they, they're, they're a very on their good way team, back. yeah. They're on their hey, way back. Pages. Yeah, they're on their way back. And, and you know, I, I follow this team very closely through YouTube. I don't have TV. So, you know, I watch my stuff, you know, streaming and it's hard to find some of these games streaming the conference games in particular. So if you are a basketball fan men or women's basketball and you can't get a game just the day after or the afternoon after or the evening after, just look on YouTube and they'll have either highlights and you wait another day and they'll have the whole game. So you don't have to miss any basketball. And I follow this whole stuff. Now, Paige. When she started in high school, she was an incredible shooter. Three points, going to the basket. She could do everything. Passing, unreal, don't look passes. She was great, but she looked exactly like olive oil at the time. Yeah. And if you remember Popeye's girlfriend, Olive Oil, she was very long and thin. And that's what Paige Beckers was. Well, she's built up some muscle. She got some injuries. She was out for a whole season. Her her, uh, ACL got torn up pretty bad so and before that she had another injury so you know and all the teams are having injuries this is not uncommon not just women's basketball either men's basketball men's hockey all the sports right now gino was talking about it today the coach of of uconn he said all the sports we're in a we're in an injury bubble he said i don't know what it is or what's causing it but there's a lot of it and so yeah Paige is really having a, a great year so far Fingers crossed. Don't want to jinx her, but she is right. doing a really great job. The reason that they have such a bad record, which is 11 and three, which is bad for them, is that the first few games, all the other players were watching Paige Beckers. Right. <laughs> she hadn't been in the lineup for a year and they were having trouble adjusting to having her on the floor. And there's a Good tendency point. when you have a great player, just like Michael Jordan, is it yeah. you become part of the audience. And you, yes. you're not you're not moving. You're not moving. You got to move. Yeah. So anyway, uh, keep your eye on UConn. They are a dark horse at this point. Yeah. Now last night I think where they 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 beat a ranked team in their conference. Their conference play started already. And Creighton, they beat them by forty four points, ninety four to fifty. So I think they're you know they're they're hungry. They're yeah. not a big team, but defensively they're really good. And you mentioned Gino. 
Ariamo, who is as well known as as any coach in in women's college basketball, uh, inc- incredible guy to listen to. He really he gets these ladies uh, really moving in the right direction. So I look forward to, yeah. to them, uh, and they'll they'll be really good. So okay, just a couple real quick because we got to move along on this. No, I'm just going to say okay. Pac-12. Stanford is a team that's won in the past, the Stanford Cardinal, and they have a co- and they're 12 and one. They've done very well. They've actually got four t- teams in the in uh, in the top ten, so they're going to beat up on each other a lot during the uh, mm. during their conference play. And actually, yeah. I think uh, you know a couple of the other teams, uh, USC, University of Southern California, UCLA, all are are top notch. But I kind of like Stanford because they're very traditional. They've won the tournament before recently, and their coach has won over a thousand games, uh, Tara, and she got her name because it's the name of the actual uh, mansion in Gone with the Wind. So that's where their name comes from. Oh, uh, wow. Van Derfee, Van, let's see, Van Derfee, uh, Van Derfer is her, her last name. I probably oh, okay. screwed that up. And they've got one very good ball player, Cameron Brink, who I think is one of the top five players. He's six foot three. She's known for shot blocking, great rebounder, and she's actually averaging uh, 18 points this year, too. So I wow. look for a strong presence in the tournament from the Pac-12, and I'm kind of rooting for Stanford. Just two other conferences I want to mention very briefly. I'm not going to get a lot of detail. The Atlantic Coast Conference has one team in the top 10. That's North Carolina State. They're kind of a new team, a new, new kid on the block. Usually Notre Dame is a team to look for in this conference. But they've done very well up to this point. They're 13-0. and 0, And I, I can't single out a player for them. They've got six players averaging uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 points, five to eight rebounds, eight players. So they got a lot of depth on the bench, and they look real good too. Big 12, that's the – and on the Big 12, we're talking about Baylor. Baylor is another team that's won in the past. Uh, they're ranked number six right now. They're 12-0. and 0. And I look, and what's funny about them is their coach is probably the one with the least experience in college women's basketball because this woman, her name is Nikki Colon, has, uh, has actually done most of her coaching at the WNBA level and actually become coach of the year there. But she decided to come back into college and she picked a very good school to, to coach from. So that's kind of a rundown. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of competition. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens as these teams kind of, uh, you know, play against each other. There will be some upsets along the way. I have a feeling that even Southern Carolina, South Carolina will have probably one loss. It will be interesting to see their matchup with uh, Louisiana State as as we move on. And so there's the recap of what we have going for wow. us. And it's going to be really a wow. lot of fun. Well, so, more and more people are watching uh, women's college basketball every yes. week. It, the numbers are going up and up and up and up. And uh, Iowa actually had a game in a football stadium, and they had fifty-five thousand people watch yeah. that. That was an that exhibition game. game too. That you know, it's I know, amazing. It is so. amazing. So, tune in. Tune yeah, in. you won't I think be sorry. Be getting, yeah, my tickets. I'm going to go see uh, Caitlin Clark when she comes to Chicago, and I better get my tickets. How about a groaner? How about two? Yeah, let's go. Let's go for two. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Our first groaner is, what group of Australian people 
invented sit-ups. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a group in, in Australia. That's oh. where the sit-up started. It was in oh. Australia. Um, in Australia? In, yeah. There's a certain group of people that invented it, and that was their, their main form of exercise. Well, wow, this would be the Aborigines, I assume. Abs, yeah, you got it. Boy, you do. You know your history. Outstanding. Here's the next I know. one. It's pretty cool. What do you call a wolf that uses bad language? What do you call a wolf that uses bad language? Cursed. No, it's actually the name that they. Uh, it's a. It's a type of wolf. It's. 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 It's a. It's a. It's a square oh. wolf. Oh, a swear wolf. That's right. I forgot about the swear wolf. Thank you, John. Yeah. That'll be a story we'll tell uh, in, the, in the near future. The I'm swear sure. wolf. Yeah. I'm okay. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. Out of here. Retreat